We have come to the last chapter in David Gordon Green and Danny McBride's reboot of the Halloween franchise. This one is called Halloween Ends. And of course, it stars Jamie Lee Curtis reprising her role as Laurie Strode, the OG final girl. And this movie, at about 111 minutes, aims to kind of tie up the story once and for all. The idea being to give Laurie Strode some kind of closure. Now, the first installment of the series was fucking brilliant. Mm. What the boys did was to ignore the vast majority of Halloween movies that have been released and focus only on the first Halloween movie and its sequel. And Halloween, which came out a few years ago, kind of is a direct sequel to Halloween 2. Yes. Michael Myers is in an asylum. A bunch of podcasters (laughs) go to visit him (laughs) in order to do a story. He escapes and the whole thing kind of starts again in Haddonfield, Illinois. The second movie, Halloween Kills, which came out last Halloween, was garbage. (laughs) Sorry. There is no nice way. Yeah, there is no nice way of saying it, right? It was such a letdown. It was such a disappointment, primarily because you have Laurie Strode, after what happened in the first movie, stuck in a hospital for almost all of its runtime. If you have Jamie Lee Curtis and you have Laurie Strode, you don't leave her in a fucking hospital. You, you you can leave her in the hospital, but something has to happen. Some There has to be a reason for her. In the sense that she has to be in the hospital, people come to the hospital, and it becomes a hospital-type locked room Correct. type thing. Yeah. Well, she's got to be doing stuff, and she doesn't. Yeah. She's no. like in and out of it. She's sedated. She's in bed most of the time. And I get it. I get it. It was a traumatic experience. She faced off with Michael Myers after a long time. She got pretty brutalized. I get it. But at the same time, this is a movie, man. And it's Laurie fucking Strode. Do something about it. And so I was really disappointed with that because I guess the first movie had so much potential. And for me, leaving that second film, leaving Halloween Kills, it felt like maybe they had enough of an idea for two movies. But the studio went, hey, 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 give us a trilogy. Stretch this baby out. We can make some money, right? Mm, And so they kind of crammed the second movie with this whole idea of how community can encourage this evil and how Michael Myers may be evil. But of course, society in itself does its part to kind of build and bolster that evil. Cool idea. Just the execution was a little... For me, the execution felt late. It felt like that whole thing about the town either and or coming together, facing down this one problem, came too late in the game for the movie. It's just that last scene, I think, of the town beat down. And it just feels like, why have we all suddenly come to do this? It just felt half-assed. Also, because before that beat down, or just before that beat down, it was the opposite, right? They wanted to show how that mob mentality can go two ways. It's one of those things that sound great on paper. It's, It's one of those things that sound great academically. But these guys... David Gordon Green and Danny McBride did not execute that fully. It just, again, like you said, it sounds great, but they didn't do it. Which brings us 
to Halloween ends. And I'll start by saying this. It is definitely much better than the second film. It moves at a pretty good clip. And they're trying to say something with this movie as well. Mm. I just felt that it was a little anticlimactic. Yet again, just like the second movie, I feel like the core climactic showdown between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers left me a little wanting because of all of the other things they kind of added to this movie to pad it up. That's what it feels like. It feels like padding. There is this whole bit about this new guy that Laurie Strode's granddaughter is seeing and there's a whole build-up about him and his story bits and I just kept thinking to myself, why do I care? I don't care about any of this. All of that kind of works in a second part of a movie, right? This could have been the second of the Halloween series. It could have or should have been the second part of this Danny McBride, Gordon Green Halloween series. But to do it right at the end... I don't know if I needed it. I didn't need this other guy because the movie's called Halloween Ends. Let's just watch Laurie Strode fight Michael Myers. It feels like the story that they were trying to tell with Alison, Laurie's granddaughter, and this new character, Corey Cunningham, it feels like this should have been a movie by itself. Like there is this weird Romeo and Juliet serial killer story that they're trying to tell. Yeah. And I get where they're going with it. I mean... Alison's character is someone who has been traumatized by generational tragedy. And so the way the character develops makes a lot of sense and it kind of works and it doesn't feel forced at all. And Andy Matichak, who plays Alison, is absolutely fantastic. All of that works for me. It just feels like it sucks some of the air out of the Laurie Strode story. Yes, Absolutely. Which is why I said it feels like it should have been the second movie. Because then you've got two villains here for Laurie to fight, right? As opposed to shoehorning it right here in the end of this, I think what they're calling the H4O franchise series of films. But it's like, here in this point, I just want to watch the two of them fight. All of this other bit around it, I don't need it anymore. Like you said, the final climactic battle feels unearned almost because, yes, there's... 40 years of history or whatever it is. But like, in this movie, it didn't earn it. Michael Myers didn't earn that fight with Laurie Strode in this. Absolutely. And I think the problem stems from the fact that they fast-forwarded four years. So the last movie, Halloween Kills, takes place on the same night as the first movie. And it kind of builds this tension right up to the end when the town turns against Michael Myers. But, you mm. know, is he dead? Oh, no, he's not dead. He's kind of disappeared. He gets up and walks away. What is going on? And then it's kind of like four years later and he's yeah. hiding out in a sewer. And I'm like, what are you doing for four years, buddy? And that immediacy of Laurie needing to, like, avenge the death of her daughter isn't there. It's gone. Like, we don't yeah, feel it gone. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what they were trying to do with the character. She's trying to find peace. She's writing a book. All of that's well and good, but I want to see some kick down. Like, I want to see the mirror to what happened in the first movie. Like, in the first movie, Laurie is this recluse who's kind of built this entire fortress around her in preparation for Michael Myers showing up. I would have liked to see the opposite of that, where an open Laurie who's just living in a house on the street 
how she would cope. Like someone who's kind of made peace with the whole situation, how she would cope when Michael Myers shows up. And I think they were trying to get there, but then those last 15 minutes of the film was a bit of a letdown. Like in my head as I was watching it, I had built up this massive final confrontation and it just, I felt shortchanged. I think that was the problem. I just feel like that fight wasn't earned. It wasn't earned in this film. You can't just go off of five other movies and try and resolve that in the last 20 minutes of one movie. It doesn't work because you have to sort of build that tension, that moment in this movie. So much of it was built around Alison and her new boyfriend that Michael Myers and Laurie Strode really felt like cameo appearances in this one. They really felt like side characters when, I'm sorry, the movie is called Halloween Ends. I think my biggest gripe with the film, it didn't feel tense enough. Like even in that first movie, like I know Michael Myers, I've seen him for many, many years. And yet when Danny McBride and David Gordon Green did it again, wow. Like there was genuine tension every time he showed up on screen, every time he was stalking a new victim as people were moving moving their way through their own houses, not knowing what the fuck is going to happen. Heck, even the scene in that toilet with the podcasters when he first attacks someone is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like you feel genuinely afraid. And even in the previous one, when he was going around attacking admittedly elder people, there was Michael Myers doing Michael Myers things. You know what I mean? Like there is him stalking, brutally dismembering and murdering. Whereas here, did he even kill anybody? One guy in the Doug. Sewer? He kills Doug, the cop. Yeah, but that's it? Oh, no, there's a second kill in the house. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. But even that's a bit quick yeah. and lame and not particularly scary because he just kind of yeah. shows up and he's there and he does it. Yeah. There's no real tension in that scene at all. At the end of it, I turned to you and I was like, "Is this was this a bad movie? Because <laughs> it wasn't even bad in that it was trying to do something. Right. It really feels like, a yeah, okay, fine, we'll make a third one, fuck it, what happens? Uh, Mike Myers is in hiding, whatever, fuck it. And that's the thing, right? I kind of, I think I appreciate what they were trying to do with this story. So, with the radio guy building on these myths and kind of talking about it and how that affected this small town and this community... The idea of how generational trauma would lead Allison to kind of find solace in such a dysfunctional relationship. Like all of that stuff is very, very clever. And how generational trauma, trauma, generational trauma, trauma. is trauma is is carried on by the newer generation, even if the person who faced the original trauma has moved past it. And I like all of that stuff. And I think it makes for a really well-fleshed-out slasher flick, I just felt that not enough attention was paid to the slasher part of it. Because at the end of the day, that's what I'm there for. I'm there to see Michael Myers slashing. That too. I'm in a movie called Halloween. Michael Myers is a little bitch in this and it really annoyed me. Yeah. At one point, he got bitch slapped. I'm just like, wait the fucking minute. You know, I'm like, what the hell's going on here right now? I'm like, are we, is this is this the guy Laurie Strode's been so scared of for the last 40 years? This guy that got bitch slapped in a sewer? You go like, what the hell? Which also kind of doesn't make sense given 
that the last movie sets him up as this existential evil yes. which cannot yeah. be killed despite the fact that he's old that's what i liked about the previous one despite his many issues there were this there was this thing about how all of the victims who have survived it or who have crossed paths with him in the past carry this thing of always looking over your shoulder carry this thing of like is that Michael, you know, and that I liked. I liked that he becomes a a psychological specter that the, all these people have to carry along with them, right? Here, it just becomes uh just this legendary story about this guy that went and killed people. Ha <laughs> ha! Call it now. Tell us your favorite horror story. I'm just like the fuck. It doesn't feel like it fit at all. The one thing that I truly loved about this movie, and there was one Ooh. thing that I truly loved about this movie. Okay. Opening sequence. Oh, the whole opening bit with Corey's story and how it gets set yeah. up. Fuck, yeah. I did not see that coming. I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like that, that was yeah. set up my expectations sky high. Yeah. yeah, which is unfortunate because it was kind of downhill from there. But the whole like first, what was it, five six minutes of the film before before the credits roll, amazing. And I think that could only be done in a movie about Michael Myers because. I was sitting there thinking, "Oh, is Michael Myers going to come out? Is right. he going to pop up?" But then that doesn't happen, and I feel like had they just stuck with that idea, almost like there are all these accidental deaths or whatever that happens around this town that get attributed to him, to Michael Myers rather, and for him to then show up and do a thing, then it, okay. But here it just feels like meh, 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 you know. Halloween Ends is now showing in Malaysian cinemas. Let us know what you think once you've seen it. Did it live up to your expectations? Was it a bit of a disappointment? You can reach out on all of our social media feeds, GogglerMY. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline, 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Goggler Podcast.